I've done it again. I wanted to call myself out on it and do a podcast on this. I'll tell you what it is in a second, but first a bit of backstory here. About two or three days ago, I started working on an app extension to allow me to create, um, to set up Laravel Sanctum very quickly with Quasar on the front end. So basically all of the routes and um, all of the information in the documentation on how to like set up Sanctum correctly to work with this plugin, um, all the stuff you need to do in the configuration components as well. I want to have a login form and page out of the box and a really basic logout button, you know, stuff like that. I want all to be available to people so they can very quickly, almost like I basically want them to almost be able to create Jetstream, um, but with Sanctum. So it's almost like an alternative to Jetstream, um, but everything instead of sitting on the Laravel side kind of has to sit on the Quasar side. That's sort of the dream of what I want to build here. And so I spent a good amount of time working on this. Um, I already had like a basic thing that I used to use in day-to-day -day life. So I spent about three hours working on this a couple of days ago and then started doing a live stream, which was a, um, a Trello clone. I wanted to try and do a Trello clone over a few live streams, just as kind of a way to test this Sanctum um, app extension. And then on the third stream, about halfway through, uh, I accidentally, I, I came across something that the Sanctum extension didn't do. So to be more specific, basically you couldn't hook into fetching a user. So the extension would fetch users for you, but you couldn't hook into that. And therefore you couldn't do stuff like save the user to the state every single time, you know, when you actually fetch that user for the first time, which was, you know, really bad and problematic. And so I was like, okay, well, I need to fix this problem. Um, and so I was working on the extension yesterday um, evening and I spent about, I don't know, another two or three hours on it, adding in hooks and um, adding in a couple of other um, sort of core components that I wanted to get set up. And I started thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like, why is this taking me so long? Why is this so hard? And started to get down on myself and started thinking how like, um, how have I been working this long on this project and it still isn't even ready to be used? And then I was like, dude, seriously, you spent like two days on this project. How long do you think Taylor Otwell, granted this is like far less work than um, Laravel Jetstream, but how much work do you think he spent on it? And he's like one of the best programmers that I know. Um, and when I say best, I mean like he writes some of the best stuff. And I expect this to be done and working and perfect within a couple of days. I mean, it is just crazy. Some of the expectations that we put on ourselves. it's just nuts. And so I wanted to call myself out on it and be like, a lot of this is is already done already. You can already like authenticate with the back end. Um, I figured out how to use composables, which I didn't really know how to do before, so that you can say use auth, um, and and then you can say like this dot dollar sign auth when you're within components in order, and then say like login, fetch the CSRF token, log out, all that kind of stuff. I implemented all of these like um, features. And sure, it's not perfect, but to have this ex expectation that I should have this beautiful package, every should be, everything should be working, it shouldn't be buggy or anything like that, with something as complicated as authentication, and frankly, authenticating with Sanctum isn't as simple as perhaps it should be, or as, as simple as you would think. Um, but yeah, so I, I just wanted to bring that up with you guys. Like, we put some, in sometimes we just put the most intense pressures on ourselves and have the craziest expectations of what we can do. And I think it's because we very much live, um, it's very hard for us to sort of go back and reflect on how much work we have 
actually done um, and how much work it actually takes to get some things done. I think a lot of the pros aren't necessarily that much better than us at coding. They're just much more consistent than us at composing. At, um, did I say composing? At coding. And so rather than getting down on myself because I haven't built something within a couple of days, I try to have this mentality and I think I'm pretty good at it, but I need to get better. And I just wanted to share with this with all of you. It's important to have this mentality of, um, if I keep working at this, it, I will figure it out. Actually, I watched this uh, movie the other day, In the Pursuit of Happiness. And gosh, that movie is just, it's so perfect for coders. It's basically about this guy and it's based on a true story who faces like so much crap in his life. He's got a, a child in real life. I think it was like a 14-month-old child, but in the movie, it's like a five-year-old child. Um, he, he's got this child and um, he's got this job where he has to sell like these bone density machines and he keeps like going further and further away on his payments on rent and his child's going to like this terrible um daycare and he ends up having to like live on the streets and he's li he's living in the bathroom and this is this part of the story is true um where him and his child are in the bathroom and there's people banging on the door and he's telling his child like hey we're gonna play a game let's see how quiet we can be to say like let's not um, completely ignore the person that's banging on the door. So he's got no sleep. Um, he has to look after this child. Uh, they have to get to this um, this place where you can stay the night for homeless people, but you have to be there by like 5 p.m. every day. And he's doing an internship to work as a, um, a stockbroker. And so he's doing this internship to... to uh, to be a stockbroker, um, he has to work a fraction of the time of everybody else because he's got to go back, pick up his son from preschool and then go to this place so that he can um, stay the night somewhere for free because he's got no money left and he's got all of these like, payments that he has to pay off and things just keep getting worse and worse and worse. But he gets these tiny wins every now and then. Like the fact that he was able to get this internship in the first place um, was because he solved like a Rubik's Cube in a car. Um, with some with some dude that anyway that's that's part of the story but yeah it's, it, he keeps getting these tiny little um little seeds of hope and then he gets smacked out, back down again over and over and over again just crap keeps coming up and smacking him down in his life I um, mean this is based on a true story and I thought like this is I don't want to compare my life to that obviously that is so much worse than anything I've ever experienced but at least the concept can sort of map to like some of my day-to-day -day life at work, I feel like I'm constantly fighting to clean up my code and get it to a point where it feels nice, where it feels like something that I'm, um, that covers most of the bases. And one thing that I've really learned with that is making sure that things are extremely decoupled. When you when you start working on larger and larger projects, you need to really drill down on making sure that your code is decoupled. Um, yeah, but anyway, one thing I've realized is that you just have to get over it and work at making your code cleaner every single day. Sometimes you're gonna have to go back over like 50% uh, of your front end files just to change something to do like a refactor that was really, really important to make sure that your code is gonna be more flexible in the future. And you just have to get over it and make it happen. We now, you know, we're starting to drill down on implementing testing in our code base. You just have to make it happen and keep pushing and pushing and pushing for cleaner and better code. By the way, I don't wanna scare off a lot of you um, that this is what it's like with coding. For most simple projects, it's not like this. 
you know, um, th there's a lot of projects you can kind of tie a bow on it much sooner. Um, whereas with larger sort of, um, I guess, enterprise applications, you do need to like drill down and make sure that your code is clean and it becomes super important to have things decoupled um, as your application starts to blow up. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I caught myself thinking today, you know, this this should be done by now. And I guess the point that I'm making is like, it's the, it's the same with that work. You think to yourself, why is my code so dirty? Why do other people have so much cleaner, such cleaner code than me? Which obviously often isn't true. You think people have cleaner code than they do. You know, we all have a pile of mess. Um, who was it that told me that? Um, Alan, Alan on the Quasar team told me like we all have a trailing pile of mess or something like that. Um, yeah, but I, it's so important just to keep that vision in mind of what you want things to be and keep persisting towards it. And if you do, I believe, um, and you could even call this faith. It's probably to the extent where it's faith. I don't usually like to use that word. Um, I'm, I'm agnostic or an atheist, whatever you want, want to call it. And so, but I have, I have a faith that if I keep persisting, then the code base will reach a point where I'm proud of it. And I can say to myself, I would be happy for, to bring somebody on the team and introduce them to our code base. Um, there, there might still be problems in the background. There might still be, you know, some skeletons in the closet. But that is a worthy goal to persist towards every single day. Um, and so if you're, if you're feeling like you're not where you're at, you want to be at, if you're starting to compare yourself to others, remember, just keep persisting. Keep at it and there will be a point where you'll look back at your code and say, oh my gosh, this was totally worth it. And then for the rest of your life, when you build new projects, you will have all of that knowledge of how to build it in a, in a way that is flexible and scalable from the beginning. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, I really enjoy doing these podcasts. If you love this kind of thing, then check out quasarcast.com slash register. That's where I do videos teaching people how um, to do stuff with Quasar, just Quasar-related lessons. And there's a whole lot planned for the future with that website. So you want to get in fast, quasarcast.com slash register. Thank you. Keep persisting. Keep working at your code base, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Oh, and remember, there is nothing you can't build.